Everyone needs to feel in control. We won't have control of our bodies, and we won't have control over our feelings to feel in control of our decision-making. Just think about all the challenges in your life and what would be helpful for you to deal with them. You're listening to Wellbeing in Sync. I'm B. Harris. I'm a psychologist. These series podcasts are about helping you with that, building your resilience and giving you the tools to take on the challenges. Hi. You know what we're going to take on today? We're going to talk a little bit about this belonging stuff that people sometimes talk about. But belonging is pretty, pretty complicated because sometimes we don't just belong to a group of friends or belong to a neighborhood. We can belong to a group that we never see. Like, I could be art, an artist and I'm saying I belong to the community of artists. It's a sense that I'm, I'm part of something bigger. And that gives me an identity. There's something in that that also makes me feel safe in myself because I'm not alone in the world. Let me tell you about the origins of that. And actually, uh, before I do, uh, you see it pretty powerfully, don't you, in teenagers, where it really comes forward, where there's terrible feelings come up when you feel that you're being ostracized. So are pretty powerful in terms of their impact on how people act or feel. We all want to be part of some group that accepts us. And the truth is, once we are part of that group, it has powerful influence over how we act. So let me take a few minutes about that so we're aware of that. And I'm not without judgment, just to be aware. And uh, you can decide maybe it's not whether or not you belong to a group, but which group you belong to. That's important. But actually, belonging to groups started a long time ago, really, when we sort of really walked on earth. Because when people hung out together, they protected each other. That's why some people were the hunters, some of the get, gathered food, or, but they worked together and that gave them safety in their community, especially if they were competing for resources with others in other communities. But that was also true, you know, for before us and animals, and you know that you see that when you see uh, groups of animals on TV, they're always hanging around in groups and also how they protect themselves from other animals that are predators. They cluster together. So coming together as a group is how you feel safer. We take advantage of that a lot, don't we? But there's also something, you know, it's tribal, isn't it? The feeling of safety in relation to a group is really very old. And so those feelings are natural when we join a group. It could be at work, could be in your neighborhood. It's the way the kids feel when they want to hang out with everybody else is hanging out and they don't want to be left out. Well, that's how we feel when we're at work too. We want the group to accept us. And so groups sometimes have certain rules, don't they? That in order to be part of it, you have to agree, maybe with their point of view. Maybe you have a different way of seeing things. So it's hard sometimes to give voice to it and disagree in a group when you first join. It's actually courageous. But to understand that that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or weird because you have a feeling like that, that you have to go along. 
that's been going on for a long time. It's really part of who we are. So identifying with then a group who's aligned with your point of view is very important. So you just don't make those thoughts disappear or submerge yourself. Or maybe what we have to do is belong to different groups. A group at work because we're joined together, but what we're trying to accomplish. Maybe I have to join a group that thinks the way I do about the world, that has to commit to saving certain things or a certain purpose. Maybe I have to join a group that's aligned with my need to be creative or to add to the beauty of the world and support my identity. And because maybe I can't do that at work, I can't be creative, I just have to be productive. So every group doesn't have exactly the same values that are being put forward. So that means we have to pay attention. Remember the last time we, I guess I was talking, but I was imagining you in the room. So when I said we talking together, I was talking to you about signals that are coming from inside, if things are going right or not, or you're getting emotions or feelings that are telling you that whether or not you're in sync or in harmony with where you are. Maybe that also tells you, you know what, I'm not completely myself in this group. I don't really feel that I'm totally, see, I might use the word safe, but that's not really how we might have a word for it. You might say comfortable, or we might use expressions, I'm not myself. But basically, really what it means is something is at risk in yourself or in danger of being wounded. So that's the human translation. So I'm saying, well, where can I be myself? Because myself has to flourish and be alive. You notice the metaphor? It sounds, it's not like we're surrounded by dangerous animals. We have to get into a group to protect ourselves. Remember, it's like circle the wagons. But to understand our human version of what that means. So basically, part of our job is really to understand who we are and what our needs are and are you taking care of it? You can't just take care of people outside you. What kind of a job are you doing for yourself? Let me talk about another kind of safety too that really matters. We don't talk about it because it's not really a financial show. You know, somebody can talk about where you should invest your money. But really, we're kind of interesting creatures. Um, something we had to learn when we were young and sometimes we don't get better at it, but really our sense of doing things in the present and thinking about ourselves in the future. And can I sacrifice what I'm doing now for the future? So projecting yourself in time is really a skill you sort of learn throughout your life. You know, we talk about it when we talk about kids, can they control their impulses. You know, the old, I don't know if you ever heard about the whole marshmallow experiment where they put some children in front of marshmallows and see if they can wait to eat them later as a reward or will they eat them right away? Well, we're sort of not any different about that. Can we put money aside and for the future? or we have to spend it now because our needs are so powerful now. Now, 
that really means now we're in a different space when we talk about money in relation to our sense of safety. It means I have to think about how I'll feel in the future when I still don't yet feel that. So now we're sort of in our head. It's not the way I was talking about having feelings that are coming from inside that are telling you how you feel in the present as a signal system. Now we're talking about something in your head where as humans we can project ourselves into the future and see what's ahead of us and plan. That's very human. Your animals can't do it. Um, I don't know if you're a dog person, cat person, what kind of animals you're into. They don't plan for the future. They're actually very much in the present. Their relationship to time is not like ours. But we're gifted. We can see into the future. So it is a special gift. And so how do we think about ourselves in the future? How we might look, what we might need, and are we taking care of that? That's all in your head. Um, and it's something that we have to ask ourselves, which is a little different than how do I feel today? Uh, are my needs being met in this group? Am I being true to myself? You notice there are very different kinds of questions. The other one is a head question. Am I planning properly for the future? Sounds more intellectual. Um, now the feeling of feeling safe for the future will come up as you get older. This I could tell you as a woman who's older. So when that comes up and when it comes up as you as a feeling will certainly come up as you get older, as you get closer to retirement, as it close, as the future is now closer to your present. That's why it is harder for children to, uh, to do this when they're very young, think about themselves into the future because they're so pulled by the present. But that's our job. So belonging is part of feeling safe. And so is something like taking care of yourself by planning for yourself financially because it's not really money we're talking about. It's what needs are going to be met through the support of money. So we're still talking about your needs and really that's what the planning is about. Who will I be in the future? What kinds of needs might I have? Can I imagine them? That's a little tougher. And actually, we'll explore that more as we talk more together about seeing ourselves in the future. You know what they're doing now? Somebody's really finally figuring this out, and this happens to be a fact and researched. If I can, through technology, uh, see my face getting older, uh, and they do that now, they're, somebody has figured out a program for this, I will uh, relate to that, the needs of that person that I see in a different way because now it's easier work. It's not so hard the way I was talking about it as an intellectual challenge. So it will be easier to save if I can see myself older. Maybe I'll care about that person. But it's kind of interesting. But they also found out that if you see yourself uh, in the future and see what you'll look like, you'll actually invest more in taking care of your body as well. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I'm sure someone's going to make a, a toy out of this um, and it'll be sold online pretty soon. Anyway, that's it for today, guys. See ya. See ya.